For those of you who know me, you will be aware by now that my ambition is unlimited. You know that I will settle for nothing short of greatness, or I will die trying. For those of you who do not yet know me, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Peter Wayland, and if you'll indulge me, I'd like to change the world. You know, before I sold my soul to corporate, I was in the military. Yeah. Before I did that, though, I was uh, flying sorties out of Jordan. And uh, there's one base I was on at this building. No windows, pure steel, surrounded by a barbed wire fence. Actually, small men and white coats running in and out of it. We knew they were making something in there, and we knew it was bad. everybody welcome to episode 28 we're back on the prometheus wagon looking forward to talking uh this once again today we are talking about the characters and deleted scenes and i'm sure we'll branch off because that's just how we are we got three guests uh today two regular one irregular so i'll go and introduce them uh we got the man behind the wonderful introductions we got canada canada mike kenwell how we doing mike doing good today happy to be here Good, good. We got the phenomenal artist and my uh, brother in arms in the Aliens Fire team, the other DG, Devin Gill. What up? Hey, what up? And then we got the uh, one of the greatest uh, minds behind the comic books and fellow Wu Tang fan, Bradley. Back up in here. How we doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Not a lot of Wu Tang fans and uh. Aliens fandoms, you know, we gotta, I gotta give you props where we can. I could probably do a whole other podcast on that, but that might be for another day. <laughs> but anyway, it's always good to talk Prometheus. Um, it's not done enough and much these days. So today we're going to focus on, like I said, the characters and deleted scenes. Prometheus, just kind of like Alien 3, for better or for worse, has a shit ton of characters, which uh, some of it worked, some of it didn't. So I guess who wants to go first? Talk about the motley crew of the, you know, the of the of the crew. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the crew At least they crew. weren't all bald. They were not. <laughs> like they Alien Three. <laughs> just, just Holloway. Just Holloway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And maybe uh, Wayland in his old age. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the engineers. Oh, yes. yes. And the engineers. Holy shit. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of bald characters. Engineer, <laughs> engineers, might, engineers might deserve their own episode. Um, you know what? I guess I'll kick it off. I usually don't kick it off. I said there was a shit ton of these guys. It was almost it was almost too much at times because it was a huge expedition. But I think some of them did stand out. You know, David is obviously the, the main one. I love Shaw. Yannick, I love. I thought Vickers was great. The rest are kind of in and out, like the banter with Chance. And I wish forget the other guy's name is really good. But kind of like, again, kind of like Alien 3, there's a lot of characters. Some of them better than most. But overall, I did kind of like the, the crew, even though they were extremely stupid, too many of them. But there were, there were, I think, too many. I just think there were too many. But the ones that, there were some memorable ones. Yeah, I, I definitely would say you're you're right about that, Dave. Like it, cast bloating, I think uh, Alien Three suffers from cast bloating. I suppose you could probably say Covenant, probably same kind of thing. You know what? That's one thing you could honestly give Resurrection, where it's not excessive with the cast. It actually stayed pretty tight on basically the Betty and like Ripley as heroes. So I guess you could give that movie a mark for that, because yeah. A lot of later entries do that where they're like over a dozen characters. Good luck trying to figure out who you're going to root for in that. It's a mess of people. I honestly, when it came to standout people, I really liked the the bridge crew. I really thought Benedict Wong, the other fella, and uh, especially Alba Zianic, like they had personality enough to stand out from like the security team, which is just a bunch of guns with names. And like some of them deck crew guys that are like working down below. It's like you just you don't even really know who they are. And then they just get wiped out later when I think that's another deleted scene. I suppose we'll probably talk about later when like the what was it? The geologist guy comes back, right? Well, whoever fucking ah, I can't remember the fucking the actor's field? name. Yeah, like Fifield, right? But like I was gonna no, say no, the actor's name. The actor's great. He's really good. I seen him in uh, Netflix is the King a while back there. He was really good in that actually too. I'm like, that guy's a good actor. You know, he's, he's always great as a supporting character. And he was actually him and the other guy, even though they kind of played idiot sticks in the temple, they actually were characters. You remembered. I mean, cause I guess That's they true. were s- stupid fodder to the fire. I oh, mean, Milburn. Was... Fifield and Milburn. There we go. Yeah. Fifield and Milburn. Right. But Sorry, it's, guys, it's just... been a long day. The actors were uh, definitely, you know, they, they made a go of it, even though they weren't the greatest characters in the world. I did like the bridge crew, though, because they had a big heroic out. Like, the way they actually mattered and did something before the movie ended was great, because some people just completely got wiped out and meant nothing to the end result. But Yannick, especially, like, Elba got some really bad cuts in this movie. Oh, my God. So much stuff of his, like, performance was destroyed by editing like there's a scene where he talks with meredith vickers and they're talking about what the hell is it oh yeah she's like he's like oh yeah like uh i was in the military it was this black ops facility we had to wipe it out it was it was like a rough call for that officer i see you had to kill a man today and like you know you you feel bad about it she's like i burnt my hand like she's a total twat about it but like she's actually like you know she really is kind of screwed up by what she's seen because like 
Holloway was all fucked up and he was burning and like, yeah, that was kind of fucked up. You know, like, I mean, well, that was, it was, that was that was kind of their way of, of suggesting to us, the audience, that she was a true sociopath, wasn't she? Yeah. Was, I mean, yeah. that's the way I, I yeah. do that. So she's yeah. like, I'm, I'm totally disassociative. But then it's like you see her unload on her old man later in another deleted scene, the king king's gonna die thing where she like unloads on him later and it's like oh yeah so you got like a like a penis envy complex and then he built like a robot son that he could never have and you're just angry about it i get it like and that's what i mean there, there was some cool stuff like her character dynamics like if we're gonna talk about the cast were pretty cool like you know meredith Vickers has an interesting plot arc there's a lot of stuff same thing it's editing again like her and Yannick, like there's stuff that was kind of clipped away and it was great because it played off of how he slept with her earlier in the movie. And it's just, okay, so now she's, he's thinking he can, he'll confide in her a little bit. And like Brad said, she's just like, yeah, fuck off. You know, <laughs> just like, so it was like, yeah, it's like there was some interesting stuff that happened there that you miss out on uh, the ending. There's a goddamn total sin in the ending where it's like, there's this whole sequence where, she, where like Numi Rapace does action girl awesome, like she's good at, and unloads on this on that big dude with the axe, and it's just that just got destroyed by editing, and it was just like, wow, that's too bad. Because uh, just watching it today, and it was just I was watching it with somebody else, and they're like, wow, that's pretty cool, and it was like because it's like it's like some out of a slasher movie where like you know the the final girl's desperate last stand against the monster, you know. And it was, I don't know, it's just, it's got some pretty cool energy and it's really sad that he decided to cut it out and just have her running to the door in like a fast cut. And it's just like, God damn, that was really way better with it in, you know, like it's just seen a couple of fan edits that did that. And it was always just like, wow, there was, she had some pretty good energy there. Like she's trying to fight back it's way too big. She definitely ends up running at the end of it, but tried to make a stand and it's just, you know, that's just kind of what you expect from that girl. Like you see a few of her other movies and you're like, she's a fighter. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, there was definitely some good stuff. And it's just, it's too bad that, you know, Scott's always like, I got to get it down to two hours. So screw that extra shit. You know, the Ted talk that I presented earlier in my viral campaign yeah. could have been part of the movie. Well, Would have been we'll great. Get, we'll get into it. all that stuff later. We'll just say. Uh... Oh, yeah. But you know what I mean? The characters now. <laughs> it's just like I say, just discussing the characters without getting into specific scenes too much. But yeah, there was a lot of stuff you missed out on because of yeah. you know decisions to cut the movie down. It's too bad. Well, okay, so you, you mentioned something about uh, Vickers and her conversation about you know kings have their reign and everything and, and yeah, you know the, the penis envy there. I had a different read on that. You know, earlier in the movie, she has that that moment with david where she's trying to find out you know what did he say and she like slams him up against the wall and mm -hmm. oh yeah and and then she has that moment with you know mr wayland and you know talking about you know kings have their reign and and all that and and he didn't really respond in a way that she appreciated you could you could see that on her face the way i read all of that was that she wanted to be in control and oh, she yeah. wasn't and i i didn't really see that as penis envy i saw that as more like just you know she wanted to be the one in charge and she wasn't she was she was angry that her dad was there and took that away from her basically 
That's the oh, yeah. Yeah, e- even, oh, for yeah. sure. even when um, she said staying at home would have sucked. Like you're all, yeah, you're all on point there. Definitely, she yeah, was very. Sean Holloway went into <laughs> her room, and she was like, "Your your guys aren't in charge. I don't care about your agenda. You know, it was yeah. this is my operation, how yeah. I see fit. That's it. You know, it was, you know." I'm in charge. No one else is. And Done. she writes him writes him off at the end too. She's just like, if you go in there, you're just gonna die. And she's 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 not wrong. I love right. the way it, she just she just turns to Elva and says, like, let's go now. There's no reason to stay here anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <just> like... yeah. <laughs> but you know, there was there was something else you touched on there too that I, I wanted to comment on, and and that was you know Ridley Scott's desire to keep the movie at two hours. I mean that's yep. that's very well known. He's always been that way. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, and he Kingdom has, of Heaven, Kingdom of yeah. Heaven suffered so much because of that. Like it needed to be longer because it just didn't make sense being cut down heavy. Well, I mean, like let's you know just go back to you know 1979 for a minute and Alien. It had very 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 slow pacing throughout the whole thing, right? Yeah. And then uh, 2003, he, re- you know, re-edited the movie, and he told he tells us in the introduction that he added in a bunch of deleted scenes, but he also trimmed some of the you know slow meandering through yeah. hallways and everything because he he didn't yeah. think audiences had the patience for it anymore. And yeah, I, it ended I think up that's being a couple minutes shorter or something. I guess he says even yeah. straight up one minute shorter actually yeah. uh even yeah. though he's got all that extra deleted scene yeah. stuff added in but you see that with prometheus too like he cut the movie in a way where it's at an accelerated pace where i feel like it would have benefited if it slowed down yeah 100%. so yeah yeah and he he did the same thing with covenant yep if i'm you know being honest i think yep. uh, covenant would yeah. have benefited from a slower pacing yep yeah, it feels like it, it feels like both movies would have benefited from just and even an extra half an hour could have made a big difference on both movies yeah. just to yeah. help them better push the yeah. story in a direction where you're like, OK, I understand better what's going on now, where it's just like things are happening. Movies over. It's like, what the? It hurt all the character development. Yeah. You just don't know who some I people mean, are You're like, well, who the hell was yeah. that? But um. I think one of the stronger characters is um, I do like Yannick. I think he's one of my favorites. I know he's kind of generic at times, but Idris Elba is always, he's always great. You know, it's almost a shame he didn't get more screen time. Well, he was just, he was an interesting leader foil because he was unlike most leaders in alien movies. He was aware of the threat from the beginning. Right. Something, something's wrong. Something's wrong. I think Shaw was a good, um, I'm sorry, go Bradley. I, I was just going to add it, you know, Idris Elba, uh, he just felt so much more natural on the screen yes. than anybody else. Yes. And, yeah. you know, Michael Fassbender, he, he felt natural for his role, but it was, it was meant to be unnatural because he was an Android. Right. But yeah. Like everyone else, it was, there was, it, it felt like there was something just artificial. It felt like they were performing Idris Elba. It didn't feel that way at all. He felt natural to me. That's yeah. my opinion anyway. So no, that, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, with, that's that's all I was going to say there. With Prometheus, I, I feel like there were some choices uh, in regards to what was kept in that I didn't agree with and things that were taken out that I didn't agree with. Like, uh, kind of 
touching on on Yannick, there's a, a nice little scene. It's uh, more of an extended scene where uh, they've just woken up and they're having breakfast or whatever that sludge was. I don't know. <laughs> but um, Yannick is talking to Vickers and, you know, he says, first trip into the deep. This is something that he's done so many times. There is this kind of a, He's well traveled. He he knows what he's doing, and I, I I did like how that kind of dovetails with the little scene he has with Vickers after she burns Holloway to death. But I I did not like the scene where he like it, it's implied that he bangs her later on. You know, I I, I didn't really I, I thought that was unnecessary. I didn't think it added anything to the movie, and it wasn't wasn't really touched upon at any point past that point so yeah it, it just if they and that's that's just a that's just a matter of editing a person that thinks well okay this is this is necessary this isn't uh i know they kind of cut the the yannick vicker scene where he's describing the black ops site because they felt like you know, towards the end of the movie when he has that conversation with Shaw, that it would just be redundant for him to kind of go into the same thing again, uh, just in quicker terms. With Shaw, he pretty much gives you the crib notes version without bringing his own experience into it. But I preferred him bringing his own experience into it. Yeah, uh, exactly. That was a great scene. Yeah, and I I didn't mind the allusion to the casual sex because I know Ridley has spoken before about in these long trips that everyone just kind of hooks up because that's just what <laughs> humans do. Yeah, so, like um, there was supposed to be more casual sex in the first Alien movie, even was supposed to be suggested in some yeah. of the versions of the script. So I mean, yes. you know, well, it, it makes they sense. added that in for the. Uh the 2003 special edition didn't they where she you know ripley goes up to lambert and she asks have you ever slept with ash and that was how she figured out ash was an android oh that's oh, yeah <laughs> right yeah. That, that on, i mean that's still left that on the cutting room floor but yeah that was yeah. that was a deleted scene yeah, yeah. I, I love i love the part where like lambert bitch smacks ripley she's so pissed yeah. off at her about the yeah. hatch thing just yeah. you bitch wham <laughs> just backhands her and i guess like Cartwright said she actually leaned into that and really did smoke her. Like Weaver took a hit. She actually went down because she kept ducking out on it. You mean, you mean that black eye her. wasn't makeup? Yeah, like I, I think at one point Cartwright did deck her because and then I guess after that Weaver actually did stand there and take the hits after. But she had to deke her out and give her a bitch smack one time just to be like, okay, look, we're acting. I've been acting since I was a kid. I think you got to learn this girl. <laughs> you know, like, she had been around for a while, though. I think her is a pretty well traveled actress by that point. Yeah. She was she's great as Lambert like in the movie. And and the interesting thing about like uh, alien <laughs> shots is it because it was such a sparse cast, it really it it wouldn't have it would have been to the movie's detriment if they included all, all those little character moments because the the characters were so well portrayed yeah so fleshed out that you didn't really need little side scenes no. but prometheus had a dense web of characterization because of how many characters there were so you know for instance milburn and fifield there were some cut scenes 
that, I mean, they, they wouldn't have like fleshed out the relationship any, like any better, but it was still nice to have them in there just to kind of show who they were as people. Um, with Fifield, he was just very cynical and uh, closed off and a little like a little touched in the head a little bit. Like <laughs> he wasn't the kind yeah. of person that you'd want to sit down and have a conversation with. Bit of an angry punk dude. Unless yeah. it's about <laughs> rocks. rocks. <He> really <laughs> I was about to say that. Yeah. Loves rocks. <laughs> yeah. you, I'm no good in the big head department though. <laughs> ah! <laughs> or the, you know, kind of going back to, to like things that could have been cut when he rigs his suit for the weed <laughs> it came out of nowhere i loved it don't get me wrong i <laughs> i love that idea i would do the same thing i would <laughs> do for a bond rip but nice. but it, he, just, he, it seemed kind of out of nowhere it's weird scott does that though like covenants too eh there's this cut yeah. sequence where it's just like you know walter's like here here's some marijuana cigarettes i rolled them for you Oh, what a cool robot you are, buddy. <laughs> and it's this Ridley man must be into weed a bit or something. Mm. He likes to include the references. There's a, there's a cut scene where there's a garden on the covenant or something in that movie too, right? Yeah. Like, and he's growing yeah. marijuana plants or something that suggests he suggests that part later. <laughs> That's like every good Android should. <laughs> well, so, uh, I think everyone has has uh, commented on this at this point, but like Prometheus having too many characters, and and I actually have a a different take on that too. So I don't think too many characters is necessarily a bad thing. Alien pulled it, or not Alien, Aliens pulled it off well. There were yeah. way more characters in Aliens. Yeah, yeah, and and well, the fact that it didn't work here, I think, is more a comment on the writing. Yeah, that's true. Then it is the direction. That's 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 my perspective on that anyway. But but that makes sense because that's that's why it feels like there's too many characters because they weren't written well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Whereas in aliens, you you don't name on the page. Yeah, because it's perfectly written. Where in Prometheus and Covenant, you notice it because the the attention to detail just isn't there. Yeah, does that make sense? Hundred percent makes sense. Mm Hmm. It feels like yeah. gamer tag. Some of them guys walking around on the deck feel just like gamer tagged people. Like they're just not even anything essential to yeah. the plot line. They don't do anything essential to the plot. But like, like I think it was like what Devin was saying too. Like the editing too, like chops away a bit of writing that might've helped some characters have more meat. So <laughs> like, I guess the poor movie got parsed out too much and just changed a lot, I guess. Because even like I think where Fifield gets mutated, there's two versions of the scene. Oh, I actually I thought the original, the original version, is so much better. <laughs> exactly. He looks, oh my god! Yeah, it, he's got these xenomorph mm. type features going on where he's mutating, and it looks way cooler than just space zombie. That's all I got yeah. out of the original scene, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why was I this mean, changed? <laughs> I didn't mind yeah, the what? whole space zombie aesthetic there, but like the way he climbed up the the yeah, truck man. in the garage, the, it just, the movement it looked pattern. like a man on a cable, you know. Yeah, and, and the CGI uh, yeah. version, it looked more, more, it just looked way more natural. Yeah, yeah that so, it was yeah. cool. It just it reminded me of how like the runner ran on walls and shit in Alien Three, like it just. Yeah. 
the way it would move, you know, like, oh, that's like, you know, you know, feels like the way these things are like turn into predator kind of animal creatures, you know, like, I don't know the way the pathogen changes them. I don't know that that was like, even in fire team playing that the other day, the pathogen people, eh? they're just like suicide maniacs. Yeah. They just cover yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Rah! It's just like, holy fuck, man, beast man coming at me. <laughs> well, like, uh, you know, Melbourne, there's that one scene with Melbourne that I really wish they kept in. Now, granted, it has a little bit of a, either you kind of chuckle to yourself or you cringe, but the scene with where they find the, I don't know what the hell it was, is some kind of a, like a little eel or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, hammer. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. The little, the, the my oh, first. When they first, thing. They, they yeah, first yeah. see the worms before they mutate yeah. the hammer yeah, beats. Yeah. yeah, okay. It explains. Well, they don't actually see those, do they? They, they, they? We see them as the audience, yeah. but I don't think they do. Well, um, they kept, they, they, they scooped it, it, It's a cut scene or something where they, they scooped sound. one up and put it in a can or something or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, David, David, like, yeah. David's just like, it's our first alien. Yeah. yeah. He said, he said the word. Yeah. He said the yeah. word. He said mm-hmm. the word. I don't think I've seen that scene. I'm going really? to look for it. That now. was a good yeah. scene. It's funny. Yeah. 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 Shows how naive he was. Like, you know, he was in it for the, um, the wonder of it. Of yes. Every new life. And that, it doesn't entirely excuse his stupidity in the the uh, space snake scene, but at least it kind of tells us a little more about what his mindset is. That yeah, he, there is a degree of of naivety and uh, wonder in a biologist. Yeah, he's like kind of like Kane, reckless. We must go on and go check out stuff, and then it's like, yeah, yeah well, you go poke in the wrong corner, and you die, buddy. Because like, yeah. well, it's like, uh, what is it? There's like two versions of the scene, even where he's like dealing with the hammer peed. Like, there's the one where he's trying to use like a pair of tongs to grab the snake, and then there's the theatrical version where he tries to pet it on the head like a doggy. And it's like, good God, man. Why do they change that in editing? What the hell? And especially when it pulls back and hisses at him. Now, that's yeah. just, that's something hardwired into us as human beings. If something hisses or snarls or growls at us, you'd have to be a complete fucking idiot to just go, oh, whoa, wow, baby. I, I'm going to touch it. <laughs> He's trying so, to use the, he tries to use the tool on it in the like, in the cut version they had and it just wraps around the tool and goes up his arm and it's like okay you're trying to prong it or something that makes sense but just to try and pet it on the head (laughs) in in his defense though like when people are in the moment and their adrenaline is going sometimes they don't always make the smartest decisions like i know a guy who you know chemical engineer he's brilliant he came across a you know a baby water moccasin and he's he's holding it and he's like flashing his hand at it and the damn thing bites him between the knuckles and then he's like oh and he drops it because he realized what i'm doing is probably not that all all that smart fortunately it didn't it didn't uh, you know pierce his skin so he didn't get like any venom or anything but like smart people sometimes do stupid things when their adrenaline's running so i i didn't really see an issue with that it's true Oh man, a lot of people pan the poor guy for the scene though, and it's just yeah, like that scene well, I think got, he's that just, poor scene got he, massacred. 
Yeah, it's like <laughs> I well, the fact that they changed it in editing once over already was kind of hurt it too. It's like, so what are you gonna do? You're gonna have them use a capture tool on it, or are you gonna have them grab it, or like you know, make up your mind, Ridley, shoot it two or three times? Poor actors, just like, so what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> oh, another good scene with Milburn and Fifields, which kind of ties into what I believe connects Prometheus to Alien in a way that wouldn't require, you know, multiple prequels or, you know, something that would lead directly into the original Alien. You know, it's known that the outbreak happened 2,000 years before the Prometheus crew got there. And then they, Milburn and Fifield find all the bodies. They find the skin. They find skin that smells awful. Uh, yeah, he smells it. But I don't know. I probably would have smelled it. But um, I definitely. Oh yeah. They they say, oh, oh yeah. well, the ribs are bent outside like like it exploded. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking to myself, I'm like, well, I mean, it it does stand to reason that LV four twenty six being so close to LV two twenty three, this outbreak is the nexus point from which right. Alien and Prometheus stand apart. This is the, the place where things got went haywire and one of the ships was able to take off and it did not get very far and it crashed. And it's, it stands to reason that that ship would be sitting there for about 2000 years. Now, again, the, the distress signal uh, that was probably negligible. They probably, maybe they just kind of skipped over it, but it just makes more sense to me that scene being there but i don't know if they cut it because of pacing or because they're like well we don't want to connect it to alien too much uh which was their prerogative yeah me too me too so obviously we've talked about uh Fightfield and milburn already and uh yannick how do you guys feel about shaw I, you know, okay, so I guess, you know, I haven't really spoken about my thoughts on the characters yet, so I'll, I'll jump in here. My two favorite characters in the movie were honestly Shaw and David, and yes. if, if you know me well enough, you know that sounds a, a bit hypocritical, because the thing I like least about the Alien universe are the androids. I'm, yeah. I'm a creature feature guy, and yeah, I'm a creature I don't, guy too. I, I'm not really a big fan of the androids. I, I've always been of the opinion that Ash wasn't he didn't need to be an android to be important to the story same thing with bishop Mm. bishop was a red herring i mean they could have easily made ash a human character that was just a an undercover you know russian spy sort of deal but they the fact that they made him an android just added spice like it wasn't necessary to the story for him to be an android bishop he was an android yes but he was just a red herring to make us feel uncomfortable with him being there until he proved himself at the end right David, it was essential for him to be an android. It was kind of the point for him to be an android. Right. And I, I liked him. I, but the reason I liked him as a character was because Michael Fassbender just portrayed the character brilliantly. And I don't think anybody could have done a better job. He did a better job acting-wise than anybody else on screen. And he, oh, yeah. he sold he me stole on that the character. show. Oh, my God. And he was... So me being a stealing. not so big into the android side of it, he he sold me on the movie. 
like he was the reason I liked the movie as much as I did. And ironically enough, he's also the reason I didn't like the sequel, Alien Covenant. But yeah. you know, I'm we'll I'm say that. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah, I won't <laughs> get into that. But no, it's all. <laughs> he he was absolutely my favorite character, despite the fact that he was an android. And then Shaw was another one of my favorite characters. And you know, being perfectly honest, I'm not a very religious person, and the reason I like Shaw was because of that duality of of her being a scientist. I'm a scientist, so I kind of identified with that side of her and her religious side, and seeing how those two sides of her conflicted and her finding ways to kind of make it work, so to speak. I liked that, and yes. and and that's why I those two characters were probably my favorite and then you know characters like yannick and fifield they were great too but you know those two characters were my favorite for sure that's my piece mike devin what do you guys think of Shaw? oh yeah no definitely uh like i don't know i think brad was talking about the religion thing I, i didn't care so much for that but but rapace just herself worked really well in that role like especially like like i say that end like that axe fight had intensity and it was just a damned shame the way it got obliterated by editing because like she's really good in action sequences like i've i watched that one where she plays the clones like there's like a whole bunch of her and i think what is it what happened to wednesday is it yeah Okay, like just I don't know. I still like, say that. There's so many days of the week in it, and I just I couldn't remember it for the life of me. But yeah, she was really good in that though, and she was really dynamic as an action actor in a lot of different you know wigs and shit in that movie. And she was really good though, and I liked the actress. She punched through the material. Like I'm not a fan of a lot of Damon Lindelof's writing, but I did like the actress. She made that role really strong, and it was like a damn shame like you know like a, a great action scene with her that just got axed in an editing room for i need it to be two hours we'll take out that bit with her in the axe and it's like fuck you, <laughs> you know, it was just, but yeah no really good she was great i really like that sequence in the end where she's just drugged up drinking the vodka and then he just keys the mic off and then like the engineer the last engineer looks over and he just sees her and she's just like got this look on her face like oh fuck and then it's just on for like about, I don't know, about five minutes there where she's fighting for her life, trying to get away from him. And it's like, then finally the tentacles grab him and she runs for it. And it's like, wow, that was a rush. That was fucking good. This movie's been kind of quiet in the earlier parts and now it's just kicking ass for a big fucking finish here. And it was, you know, it's just too bad that like, you know, that, that ended up as a deleted scene. It's just great to see some fan editors who put it back in because She's just she's a good action star, and I really liked that. Uh, it was she has some pretty good dialogue earlier in the movie though too, like her conflicts with her boyfriend, like some of the arguments with with Holloway, like uh, it made for some pretty cool juxtaposition and their attitudes towards what was going on. Uh, he was approaching it where he wanted to meet them living, and she didn't care, like she didn't mind doing the archaeology work to just try and find out what the fuck happened. Where he was like oh, fuck this, uh, and he's all pouty and just getting drunk and shit, so you know, like, her character definitely had a little bit more interesting things to say than he did, and she was 
more curious about what was going on there. And to the point where her and Yannick at the end basically just come to a solid agreement. Like, yeah, this place is bad juju and uh, nothing must escape. <laughs> yeah, she was a good character. Well, what did you think of her then, Devin? Oh, yeah, I thought she was, um, I thought she was a great character because she wasn't built up to be uh, Ripley 2.0. She was her own character. Yep. Her own right. motivations. She like she felt different. They and it, it was it was such a shame that they didn't really utilize her as as extensively as they probably would have if there wasn't God knows what happening behind closed doors and you know this pressure to to steer uh, the Prometheus storyline back to Alien because with Daniels. That's kind of what we got was a was a Ripley 2.0 in a matter of speaking. So with Shaw, I, I I really I felt that she was bringing something new to the franchise. And Bradley put it put it best when he said that that duality between her religious convictions and her scientific convictions. She wanted to reconcile them, and when she found out that, <laughs> that that you can't really can't really have you can't really have both that it it changed her perspective a little bit i like at the ending yeah david he's just like he's like he's just like but you said they were your gods no god tried to kill me she's all pissy yeah <laughs> well, so, Devin, i i, I kind of disagree with you there i think she did reconcile both because I mean, and I think the scene that she had with Holloway kind of demonstrates that the best, where she said, "Well, who created them?" Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I think you know she was seeing them as you know the engineers as her creator, which violated her religion, so to speak. But you know, her creators were created by somebody else. Therefore, she was created by something else by proxy. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, that's that's how I saw it. She never stops asking questions. I'll give her that. She's tenacious with the questions. That's for sure. <laughs> Who, what, when, where? <laughs> I, I, I think that was her reconciliation. Was you know, well, somebody had to have created them, and they wouldn't have created us if they hadn't been created first. So See, and it was, yeah, it was the beginning of her her journey, really. To yeah, to to find all of that out and covenant more or less just that up by just kind of throwing it in the garbage and, and i i really wish that we could have seen her journey continue that i'll agree with yeah i was i was pretty disappointed with you know, how her journey ended there <laughs> <laughs> i won't get into that but yeah i i agree with that 100 percent. we've really yeah uh, we've really gone into it that yeah that's it's a great yeah, I, I that was a that was a good discussion not much more to add to it then is that about it then yeah yeah i mean because yeah we've we've gone into the important characters and the deleted scenes and yeah i mean it's yeah, great sorry about that it really goes on mute yeah we still need to i've even talked about vickers yet we haven't really gotten deleted scenes yet we still have other stuff we didn't tackle yet i didn't even talk about what i said the show yet so <laughs> you guys can still <laughs> off the reservation you have to do harder no actually but it it did ask some pretty interesting questions about the life cycle and trying different things with the pathogen introduced. That's for sure. 
Yeah. I'm with you guys with Shaw. I'm a fan as well. You know, she, she wasn't another Ripley. She wasn't a, a clone. No, no, no pun intended. She was her own. She was her own character. You know, it's a shame we didn't even get more even in a book or, or, or a novel because of what happened after, you know, it's even a, even having Patrick Wilson as a dad was pretty cool. It's a shame he didn't have more of a, a role in the movie too, because he's a good actor, but you know, no complaints. I think show was a good leading lady, you know, at least she was different, which is, there's really not a lot of that in the too many Ripley clones, but Vickers, I was that. also a fan as well. But Vickers is definitely one of the better supporting characters because Charlize Theron is fucking awesome in everything she does. You know, even now, you know, people still debate, is she a robot or is she a human? I think she killed the role. Her little speeches, like you mentioned, Mike, were, were great with her and uh, her and the dad, with her and Wayland. You know, she really encapsulated what would be a, a corporate Wayland entity. I mean, that's Vickers. She was ruthless. She was sociopathic, like you said, Bradley. She would do, she just really cared about her career and, and I'm in control. This is what I want. Huge. I think she's one of the more underrated characters in the whole alien cinematic universe, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, oh, no doubt. I mean, I I really enjoyed her character dynamics. Uh, the way she played off Fassbender and Pierce was like, you know, that was some quality acting, like in both situations. Like she had this, like, you know, dynamic, like almost like a jealousy dynamic where David was more privy to what Waylon wanted than she was, right? So it kind of drove her up the wall a little bit and it pissed her off a bit. I'd say like it seemed to gaslight her character a little bit, but I mean, even Pierce himself, uh, it, like just going back into like, you know, stuff like deleted features or features that were featured outside the main running time of the film, like his viral, the Ted talk. It's, it's an amazing sequence. Like you see how he's, you know, just his ambition is limitless. Like he pretty much says that in his words at one point there and, you know, makes for an interesting, you know, piece of characterization that sadly just gets lost in a viral piece that, you know, a lot of the audience might not have even watched. I mean, it's just yeah. too bad because it, it juxtaposition towards what is, he's like when he's older later. And there's like, even where she has a speech with him where she talks about like, you used to be so, in charge of everything and now you're just this frail old man and you're scared because you're gonna die you know <laughs> it's just yeah. oh that cuts deep you know like uh, she's she's definitely very very incisive character cruel very much i'm here for my company and i don't need you after that old man <laughs> Well, she, yeah, she did have a really good Ripley moment, though, in the movie. You know, one of the things that people always, you know, compliment Ripley about was that she was the only person thinking logically and making the right decisions throughout right. The, the first movie. You know, yeah. not letting yeah, them back she... in the airlock. Oh, yeah. She burns yeah. all, all the way down. Yeah, That's yeah. great. No doubt. Exactly. She, yeah, yeah. She's the one who took charge, pulled out that yeah. flamethrower, and yep. did not let Holloway back on the yeah. ship. And, <laughs> that's true. That's and, true. and killed and him right what? there on the spot. Yeah, yeah like, uh, and that's actually one spot where Yannick sort of fails because he's like, you know, we got to bring him on the ship. We got to, no, no, man, dude, not a good idea. He's thinking like right Dallas. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, thinking like Dallas where we got to come on the ship. We got to come on the ship because that's what they do with Kane and like, fail, you know, like, ouch keep that fucking infection off and but they didn't know about shaw so you know she was like kind of like 
that was like that one went under the radar and then david just he's just like yeah we're just gonna keep you as a specimen jar it's like she's just like oh shit <laughs> how about you Devin? yeah i think i think you guys really uh <laughs> she said it best i was i was uh, <laughs> i don't really have much to add to that dove into it earlier with deleted scenes already i mean what was your your guys favorite deleted scene the one that like the one that you wish would have, or one or two you wish would have stayed in there. I know Mike, you already liked the uh, big fan of the the climax that was cut with the axe scene, which I am as well. Oh yeah, I thought that was the biggest omission was probably the um, that at the end, the showdown between the engineer and Shaw. I still don't understand how that was cut. I mean, it really brought some tension to it. A little cool part with the engineer flipping through the book. It almost felt yeah. like alien isolation a bit. I just don't understand why that one was cut. And I love the the scene which we got weird everyone talked about with um Yannick and Vickers talking after she um barbecued Holloway for the family dinner. I love that scene. It's one of my it's one of my favorite deleted scenes. I know it's kind of that's the kind of redundant with his other talk, but I, I kind of wish they would have used that one instead. Like you said, Devin, I just absolutely love that scene. I think it's a good look into both Yannick and Shaw. I'm mean, sure. And uh, Vickers. Yeah. Well, uh, the, the scene in the beginning with the, with the elders, given the yes, uh, pathogen cool pathogen to the engineer. Yeah, yeah. And then he's just like, you know, the sacrifice guy and then the rest of them get on the ship or whatever. And it was, it was really, yeah. I liked that. It, they had a really cool establishing moment there. That was great. The way they say things in engineer language and you just, you don't know what they're saying. It's like, yeah, cool. And it's like, it bookends later well with like how they don't know what he's saying either because only David can translate him. So it was like, you know, kind of neat how it mirrored with that later on. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. I liked it. Definitely. Cool. Yes, cool <laughs> you know, we, we've already talked about all the, the deleted scenes that yeah. I, I really enjoyed, but it, it's kind of a tangent, but sort of related. I, the scenes that I really appreciated about the movie were the ones that, were kind of sort of deleted scenes from the original Alien that, you know, 35, 30, 35 years later found their way into Prometheus. And, yeah. and, and, you know, it took me years before I realized that those scenes had even been added in and that there was a history there, why that, you know, that scene existed in the original Alien script and found its way into Prometheus later. So, you know, it just gave me a whole new appreciation for those scenes in the movie in general. And, you know, probably one of the best ways to, you know, go like figure out what scenes those were, honestly, is, is to go back and read that, you know, comic book from Dark Horse, Alien, the uh, original screenplay that came out right before the comics uh, got taken over by Marvel, right? Because you read through that comic and, and you see a lot of, it's, it's basically the story of Alien, but there's also a lot of scenes in there that you're like, wait a minute, that's right out of Prometheus. Well, it's because it was in the original Alien script before it was in Prometheus, and and that's what they were they were going with. But like, you know, give me an example. You know, they go into the pyramid, and they they uh, you know explore the pyramid, and they find the decapitated engineer heads. They bring it back with them to study on on board their ship. That was all in the original Alien, and I I find hmm. that really fascinating. And the mural, and, different mural. Interesting. Yep. Yeah, and I'll have to hunt that down. 
and the the whole scene with Holloway taking his helmet off because it was more breathable inside the pyramid. They did that in the original Alien script too. Hmm. And yeah, you know, I, I found all that to be really really fascinating. First, that is yeah. very cool. So so then in that original draft, it was more hospitable clearly to make that scene work than they. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was kind of how I read the scene was, you know, when they were inside yeah. the pyramid, the pyramid was, was some sort of terraforming technology. Same and, concept carrying on there. Yeah. yeah and, and while they were inside, it was, it was hospitable. They, you know, it was breathable. They could take the helmet off and it was fine. And, you know, some of that was spilling over into the planet outside. And that's why the, you know, the atmosphere outside was mostly oxygen, but, you know, there was still too much CO2 for it to be breathable by humans anyway. But it was, it was some sort of terraforming that was taking place. That's how I read it. And that's why he, while he was inside the pyramid, he was able to take his helmet off and it was fine. Or all of the characters, really, not just, just Holloway. But, yeah, that, that was something that's that cool. came, that was an idea that came right out of the original Alien script. And they cut it out of the script because of budgetary reasons, not because right. of story reasons. Which was for the best, I think, because what the, the finished product, you know, Alien, it everything worked to its advantage, even if they didn't really intend it beforehand. They everything seemed to work just the way it was supposed to, and I'm glad that they they found a way to recycle some of yeah. those ideas. In yeah, practice. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. You know, it's it's just what I'm trying to say there is that hearing that those scenes had a bit more history with the franchise than I and you know what you originally. You know, picked up on when you first watched the movie just gives you a whole new level of appreciation for it yeah it's really yeah. cool even yeah. if you don't was... like it it's you know you, you got to appreciate yeah, it's cool that as shit. It, it well that's there. like um yeah. what was it i think that was like the opening of blade runner 2049 where like i think hampton fancher reused that from his original drafts of blade runner so i mean it's the same concept carrying on there where you have good ideas but they can come back, right? If you figure out a smart way to use them. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then this this is something else that always jumped out at me. But it's it's not exactly the, the same idea, I guess. But you know, one of the common complaints with Prometheus is that the technology was was so much more advanced in that movie than it was in Alien. And you know, that, I think that's kind of a product of the time that the movie was made in, really. Right. But, right. But you know, when you look at something like that Med Pod, for example. Uh, it was a really advanced, you know, medical capsule that people could go in. It could do procedures on them and, and you know, do surgery or whatever it needed to, to do. And, and, you know, one of the rationales that people have given for why Prometheus was more technologically advanced than Alien, you know, from 1979 was, you know, it was just, it was a science ship. You know, they had all the bells and whistles as opposed to the Nostromo, which is just a space trucker ship where they you right. know, had and made it a cheap ship. Yeah, but third, but one third of the, string. Yeah, one of the things that always jumped out at me though was uh, the Nostromo had a med pod. That's what they they put ash in, or yeah, not ash. They scan them. Uh, they scan them. Yeah. They scan them yeah. at that one part. There's a scanner yeah. that it, it passes yeah. over them. Same kind of concept, just well, it, more. It was like you say, it was not a as model. not as yeah, just not as advanced of a model because it's not a cutting edge ship, right? Yeah, it was a different model med pod. They had them on the exam table. It swung into the wall and then it closed down. And it was a med pod. Right. I mean, yeah. that's that's the way I saw it. And, yeah. And I saw the med pod as just being like an evolution of that idea. 
And, right. And if I'm not mistaken, there's even some uh, concept art from Prometheus that looked more like the original med pod from alien and then it mm. just kind of evolved into you know what we ended up with on screen so even that has some origins and some of the original ideas from alien and and you know i just it gives me a whole new appreciation for it i guess is what i'm trying yeah, to definitely yeah it's cool yeah anything further to add dave or you think that's probably no covered? i think we've covered everything and anything apparently in this one this was a <laughs> I like I like the way you did the episode. Um, I like the way you did the beach dive at the end, where you're just like, "Wait, I have more things to say about no, characters." No. You almost that? missed out, man. Devin was closing <laughs> it out. Uh, I'm so sorry about that. I, I no, I, it's all good. Uh, that's what that's what runs. What Ryan will will edit what he needs to us. We'll, we'll bring his magic into making this a little bit more uh, seamless. <laughs> but um, so, I mean, hopefully, all of you stuck through listening to this episode. It was a, uh, you know, actually, Bradley, be sure to. Let us know where we can find you. Primarily, you can find me over at the Facebook group, Aliens Gateway Station. Uh, we do have a, a Twitter page also, but we're, we're primarily active on Facebook. Uh, so, you, you know, be sure to check us out and over there if you're interested. Yes, definitely do. And of course, you can check us out on uh, Facebook. Uh, we have the page. We have the group. Twitter is probably the best opposite of him. Best way to interact with me. I'm on it pretty often. That's at Xenomorphing426. You know, we're on wherever you're listening to us. You know, you can find us at every major streaming platform. So check us out. Thanks again for listening. Have a good night, everybody.